WFJA 105.5, Sanford, Pinehurst, Southern Pines. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome from the Cheap Seats. Chris Lambert here, hanging out with my best friend in the world, Brandon Atkins. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a glorious Monday morning. I am uh, off to a, a fantastic start. Every single Monday, I get up with the intention, or I go to sleep, rather, with the intention of getting up early, getting a good cup of coffee in me, getting some things done, and being ready, and coming in here and this is the first time that I've actually been able to accomplish that. I've been up since like six o'clock this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm I'm midday. I'm really feeling it this morning. What's your poison? Is it like regular coffee, or do you like do like a little no graham cracker toast? Yes. Yeah. My um my thing is uh, coconut, um, coconut oil, and sweetener. What? Yeah. I take a, a big dollop of coconut oil, a big tablespoon, and drop it in there with some sweetener, and I go. Mm. I know it sounds kind of girly. I'm not saying girly. It's just a little very naturey. Like, well, you, you know, I'm still barefooted I'm, I'm still, or, or high ten out somewhere. I would hesitate to call myself keto anymore, but I'm keto-ish. And that's one of the leftovers from being hardcore keto is black coffee with coconut oil and sugar-free sweetener. That sounds awful. It's not. It really isn't. It's good. And and you're you're spoiling my excitement about being okay. I'm ready sorry. To rock hey, good roll, job, bro. Do this. Good job. Yeah, it's it's one of those days. I'm I'm thinking. I'm feeling really good about being out at the the crack of dawn this morning. Except that this is a long, long day for me. So okay. I'm here. I have a full day of school behind this and then i'll essentially go straight to zaxby's this evening mm. for the zaxby's coaches show that we do for television at seven o'clock if you're not doing anything come on out uh coach ken neal from southern lee coach steve burdu from lee county both of whom are sort of on fire seven straight wins now for or eight straight wins actually between the two schools uh southern lee with a big win they got vindication this weekend against Franklinton. That's the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Nice. When they played their first home game in school history in the playoffs, but had to play it across town at Lee County because of the uh, storm had torn up their field. So, yeah, Lee, Lee County, they with a big win with Wilson Fike. Uh, we covered the game for television. That was a lot of fun. And across town at the same time, Southern Lee was laying the smack down on Franklinton. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of good feelings in the building about that, especially given that Southern Lee coming out of the gate really sputtered. Uh, they started 0-2, and, and they looked rough. And they made some adjustments with blocking scheme. They moved some talent around on offense, and they're playing good football right now. And really, truly, I hate to you know get too far ahead of myself, I think have re-solidified themselves as one of the two best teams in the uh, Tri-County 6 Conference so that means that we're in this collision course now for Lee County and Southern Lee in the Brick City Bowl all these months down the road. Do these local coaches, do you think they will ever fist fight at any point in time? Like, do you, do you hope that happens? Uh, if it does, I hope that we can cover it for I mean, TV. 
<coughs> I think they're in amazing. close quarters at like Zaxby's tonight, right? Nah, there won't be any fist fighting. Just a lot of chicken being eaten. Um, we'll start. We never know who we're going to start with, uh, but we'll award player of the game trophies to two players from Lee County, two Cavalier players. We do this every Monday throughout the season, kind of. Uh, we got to a late start this year because, if you remember, we kept pushing games to Mondays because of right, the, the, weather the weather and everything yeah. else. So last week was the inaugural coaches show. Uh, it's something that, that I've been doing for a few years now, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. It's a good time. Monday is at 7 at Zaxby's. Tonight I'll be there for sure. Where's that game this year? Uh, that's a great question. You don't, I know? don't know? that off the top of my head, no. Uh, I just know that out. on that particular Friday – uh, not to plan anything. And yeah. the the problem with that is, is you start getting close to Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and you don't know what's coming after the Brick City Bowl because you don't know whether to, to schedule two weeks for the playoffs or three weeks for the playoffs or four weeks for the playoffs. So I usually go in with two and I've been safe so far. Um, right. Hopefully, you know, we're playing all the way into December and we get a state championship for one of these leagues. Well, so, that was a test of the emergency broadcast system, apparently. Well, no, that was, that was really an awesome. alert for the Brick City Bowl. Oh, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the get <laughs> get ready a month out, a warning for the Brick City Bowl. You mentioned Thanksgiving. Do they have, like, a turkey leg for the winter or something like that? If, if they don't, they need something like okay, that. Okay, so if I'm not off the top of my head, I think Thanksgiving week would be the third round of the playoffs it might be the second but here's what i'm going to do we will definitely if we get one of these teams (laughs) or both to that point we will we will give them i don't know if we can do turkey legs that the logistics there might be tough but i think that instead or in addition to trophies we should give them some frozen turkeys to carry home what do you think about that i don't know i want to see somebody i want to see you want to see somebody chowing down on turkey teeth into like so some foul of some type, like I mean, I'm, I'm down. You, you, there's nothing better. I mean, is it? Is there anything better? I mean, I'm sure there is something out there, but sitting down to Thanksgiving dinner with football playing in the background, and then getting done, and then watching the teams finish up, and you know, put their bicuspids into like a big turkey oh, leg. Okay, well, since there's no guarantee that either one of these teams is going to be playing on Thanksgiving. No, I'm talking. What, what, okay, here, go ahead. Here we go. go, ahead, go ahead. What if for the Brick City Bowl, we take it upon ourselves to give a turkey leg to the winning coach as part of the, the whole festivities? I'm digging that. All right, cool, 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 cool. We got to work on that. We got to get a good smoked turkey leg or two for the coaching staff I'm I'm in 100%. We need to make that happen. So, and and Costin's in my ear. Appreciate that, Big Daddy. It is at Lee County this year. Oh. Um, which, you know, really doesn't mean anything. I mean, it, the schools are five minutes apart. True. Whatever. It is awesome, though. That's the one game of the year you can count on both sides of the stadium being full, whichever school it is. Um, I think both of these schools are a little victim of their dominance, there's not a whole lot of folks travel with these other schools that come in to see, especially right. Lee County, 
because they're not really you know excited about seeing their team get beat sixty five to six or something. So, well, I mean, you are. I, I do think it's cool that they're playing at Lee County because that's my alma mater. And you told me a cool story. I, I, oh, oh, you were about to let the cat out of the bag. Let me let me do this first. Okay. All right. So I didn't realize when I told you what I told you that that's G fourteen classified. Okay. So on Friday night. There is a reunion of the 1967-68 football team from Sanford Central. Okay. All right? Tom Hayslip was the quarterback back there from 66 to 68. The 68 team planned to do a 50th reunion last year, but got they got rained out because of a, the hurricane. Right. So they have gotten together, and, and from what Tom told me, there were 24 players, I think, on the team. 16 or 17 of them will be in attendance on Friday night at Lee County. Okay, cool. All right, you following all that so far? Sure. There is going to be a special wrinkle to the ceremony honoring the players from that team 51 years ago. Right. This is an awesome team, too, by the way. they Over that three-year period, they lost like two games. Um, the high school playoff format wasn't as as formal as it is now. They were limited to 14 games, so they couldn't actually play like a legit state championship game, all of that. But this is a really, really strong team. Tom Hazel, I got to know the other day, great guy. They have something amazing that they are doing as part of this 50th reunion. You have to be in town. If you're an old hat from Sanford, get to the ball game. It'll be a 7.30 kick. Get there to Lee County this weekend. You won't want to miss what's going on. But I'm not allowed to say what it is because the the individual that's being honored doesn't know what's being done, and they're doing everything they can to get as many people to come out and be a part of it without letting the cat out of the bag. Is that is that okay? Okay, yeah. Now, so you you like <laughs> you shut me down. For the wrong reasons, and I know what you're talking about. I know what's happening. I think that's going to be awesome. I'm going to be there, but you can come up with something for Southern Lee. But one of the coolest things ever that I've ever seen or heard of happening is that every time I go to Lee County High to watch any sport sporting event, the tennis courts are on the other side, other side of the home side of the stadium. Is that Coach Purdue? And the players have pressure washed that stadium. Yeah. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like, I, I'm class of 92. Nobody has ever touched that stadium. <laughs> that grime that they that they pressure washed off there, it's, the 92 grime was included in there, right? Part, part of my particles and sweat <laughs> were on that stadium, and that, that's just cool. And that's, that's a sign of a winning program. Like, so if you want to throw something up, about Southern Lee, if you can think about about it, but that's a coach that thinks big picture. You know For what sure. I mean? And the fact that they they got out there and pressure washed that stadium is pretty cool. But I know what you're talking about, guys. The thing that Krista Lambert is talking about, uh, this special happening that's going to happen, you got you need to be there uh, for this because it is really cool and it's going to be um, honoring somebody very special. Yeah. And and I, I want to make sure that that since I told you about it, that you don't feel like I oversold that. I would hate for folks to come in and be like, eh, that wasn't that big a deal. Nah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I'm I'm really excited about it, and I'm glad that the schedule broke because when we put our 
television schedule together. We didn't know exactly what was going on. Um, yeah, I'm fired up about it. Fired up about it completely, 100%. But yeah, big win for Southern. I think at this point in the season, after the way they started, um, a lot of folks thought they might not make it to three wins through five games. But they have, and now they're rolling. So what's the, you said they did some personnel change and some... I think you said maybe blocking technique. I mean, with that offense that they run, what is the biggest? What's the biggest change that they well, made? Well, the biggest change that they made was that they started the season with about five different backs, and they were running this triple option with their halfback being one of these larger backs, mm-hmm. and that wasn't working. And they had Tanoa Lockley and Elijah Fox playing wide receiver. Well. They decided this big back offense is not going to work. Let's take one of these guys and put them into the backfield. And now those guys are getting the bulk of the carries from there. Both of these young men, guys that you don't want to see in space if you're the defense. Sure. (laughs) Uh, And it's become exciting. And they've moved the bigger back up into a fullback position so they can still get those belly plays run. And Thomas Harrington, quarterback out there at Southern Lee, has gotten more and more comfortable with the offense as the year's gone on. So... Um, it's a good look for that squad. Lee County continues to roll. We'll talk about them a little bit more on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats in Sanford, North Carolina. Appreciate you hanging out. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. 
Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. But high school football to kick off the morning, which wasn't the plan, but I think it worked out okay. Uh, again, and I said it's a seven thirty kick. the The schedule list is seven o'clock, so be there early. It's probably not going to be a. It'll probably be a seven thirty kick. I don't know. We'll check. Check. Just up. get there at six thirty. Right. Get there about four forty five, <laughs> and don't bring beer in because you're not allowed. But yeah, come hang. But uh, yeah, Anson. Travels down from Wadesboro, three and two. They're going to leave three and three, and Lee County are gone and get to six and zero. Oh. Lee County so far outscoring their opponents two thirty one to fifty six, and the only thing that surprises me about that is it's not worse. Um, man, that's a good ball club. That is a good ball club. There are seven or eight Division One prospects on that squad. In fact, this weekend um, on Friday night, I need to relate a story to you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? I, I haven't told you this. Go ahead. Go for so it. when I got to the game to cover this for TV, Lee County, um, Virginia Tech and UNC both had scouts at the game, and oh, they wow. were there to look at a particular uh, Lee County player, uh, one that's sort of flown under the radar. But as the game unfolded, we were it was into blowout mode a little bit. The game ended up being a two or three score game. I don't even remember. It was closer than it was. Really, truly. But Nathan Cochran, my my color guy, he nudged me in the middle of the game, and I looked down, and A.J. Bulware, the halfback uh, from Lee County, did not play Friday night. He's got a little bit of an ankle issue. Shouldn't be any big deal. But Nate nudged me, and I looked down, and A.J., who was dressed but not in pads for the game, was there and was having a conversation with the Virginia Tech scout that was there at the game. Mm-hmm. And as they were talking, Nate nudged me again, and I was like, "Oh, he wants me to say something." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, but we we said earlier, you know, these two schools are in attendance right now. AJ Bullware is having a conversation <laughs> with the Virginia Tech scout that's that's here at the ball game, and from just in front of us, we were outside the press box on the platform there. From just in front of us, I hear somebody yell, and that's completely illegal." And I was like, what the hell just happened? And I looked down, and it's the UNC rep <laughs> who's there. And apparently there's a rule against having a conversation with a player during a game. I don't know if the fact that he wasn't actually playing in the game affects that, but I thought maybe we were going to get to see those two scouts fight before the end of the night. That would have been good. Sadly, it didn't happen, and it all ended, you know. With it just kind of petered out, but it was funny that our mics caught that too. And I'm like, I wonder if we're going to be like in the middle of a recruiting scandal, scandal. for Virginia Tech. But alas, I don't that think just, we will be. I mean, it, the end of the day, that's a sales job. Can you imagine like going <laughs> if you're selling widgets and some other your counterpart was like doing something wrong, and you're like, you can't sell it that way. You like, can't. Oh my gosh! I mean, it must be a really dirty business, huh? When I'm sure it is a dirty business. Just ask uh, Bill Self. Oh God! Before you go there, I'm looking at the standings for Lee County and Southern Lee. Yeah. I'm not going to mention this school by name, 
but they're dead last in the conference. Tennis coach over there. Teach your players to call balls in and out on tennis, okay? Because you guys have been and are still awful at that. Like, if the ball's out, clearly call it out. You don't have line judges and stuff like that. Call your balls out. Call them in. Just use your eyeballs. And we can move on. My my daughter's on the uh, the tennis team. I, I got it. But so so was it an inability or were they cheating? They're Which straight is, up cheating. Oh, they're straight up cheating. Yeah, yeah. They, they have oh. a reputation. I'm not going to say any names, but you're dead last in football. So teach your kids. It's a life lesson, right? That's why you get into sports. It's like to like socialize and meet people and make lifelong friends and play a sport that you love. Don't cheat. Stop cheating. So talking about fistfights, though, that would seem to me to be a situation that's just rife, you know, ready for kids to go at it and start throwing blows. Right. (laughs) Because this is like the last level of tennis where you're actually going to play on the honor code and call your own, I don't even know what you'd call it. I mean, call it in and out. But anywhere you go beyond high school, there's going to be officials on hand that are actually going to call the game. But what's the, so you've you've been through the ringer with high school tennis. Yeah. I played high school tennis and I don't remember there ever even been being any real hostility, but I have a selective memory. So if I showed my behind someday, I, I have like purged it from my memory. So what happens is is because you don't have line judges, when it gets absolutely brutal, is that what they do is they complain and then they put both head coaches on each side ah. of the net. So when it gets that bad, which it does with this team, <laughs> they pull both head coaches. They can't coach any other players. It's just really lame. Dude, so- can, can you imagine, though? Let's, let's think about this. So, it, And obviously it's a funding issue because, you know, trying to come up with enough people to go out there and call these things would be one thing. But let's trans- transfer this over to other sports. Yeah. You know, I can imagine in basketball – guys calling their own fouls. I mean, because every level... Oh, yeah, yeah. Bef- I mean, even once you get and become a pro player, if you're playing pickup, you're calling your own fouls. That's just sort of an accepted thing. Sure. But here's the keep, real keep rule Keep your with- train of thought. Were you, in a pickup game, were you like, did you call the foul, or did, were you the guy that still made the basket and called and one? Uh, that would be me that called and one. Okay, go ahead. Now, right, but, go but here's the, the thing, is I still <laughs> think back... I, I still have a memory of playing a pickup game in a church, um, church when I was in high school. And I was in there, and it was at this church, but the church was, like, open, and it was sort of an alternate venue people would go play if the weather was too bad to play outdoors where we normally did. Right. But I was out there, and they were, they were some pretty fierce pickup games. But I do remember making a call against an older dude. He was an old cat, and he came, and I was playing the point. I was bringing the ball up, and he, he checked me pretty tightly. And at one point, he swatted the ball, and he did get all ball, but the ball hit me right in the nose, flush in the face. <laughs> and I called the foul, and everybody was like, you know, you, you okay? You okay? And this dude was like, that ain't no foul. And I'm like, come oh. on, dude. This ain't the NBA Finals, man. That's a get, get, get check ball. And eventually, he gave it to me grudgingly. I don't know why that stands out. But when you take this over to other sports, can you imagine, like, high school baseball? Uh, you guys are going to call your own balls and strikes. High school football. Uh, you, you guys, you, you know, linemen, you guys call holding. Come on, man. 
What, what do we need to do to make it happen and get line judges out there for high school tennis? Let or is it necessary you just need to have not schools that actually just do the right thing? Yeah, it, I'm not going to say any names, <clears throat> but this school is dead last in football in the conference, and they cheat. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to say <clears> – <throat> Yeah, but it's hard to get volunteers. Like, even parents that show up for these games. Oh, he's saying get criminals out there. Cost yes! No, I love it, dude. I mean, think about it. When we were kids, think about how nasty the, the side of the road was. Remember when we were – because when we were kids, it was standard operating procedure. You go through the McDonald's drive through and all of the wrappers, bags, and everything out the window. Costin doesn't know anything about that because he's a baby. But that was SOP. So there for 20 years after, we had these chain gangs and these, you know, community service for, you know, traffic violations, whatever. They would be out picking up trash on the side of the road. Well, at this point, there is no trash on the side of the road to pick up. So community service instead you send these cats out to go be line judges at high school tennis games i mean you're not i am a genius i just stole your idea costin costin came up with it and you're not gonna cheat that was inspired dude you're not gonna cheat against a criminal like you if he if the criminal calls it out you're not gonna go no what you're gonna be like yes sir think how good it would be for the coaches they would never have to hear another complaint because here's here's what you do. Plus, you, no you put a line judge. You put a line judge on both sides of the court, and then you have a third that doesn't do anything. He's not the head referee. He is just the complaint department. So you take a hardened criminal and make him the complaint department. Compartment, and there's not going to be anybody that brings any complaints to him because no. high school tennis players are a lot of things. They're not tough guys. Right. So they're yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, and then when they get back on the bus, you know they'll talk trash about what they would have done, what they should have said, what they were thinking. But there won't be any problems, and everybody's happy. I agree with you. I think oh that's the God, perfect that's great so- solution because right now, get the governor on the phone, Costin. <clears throat> as it stands, um, what you do is if the ball goes out, if you hit the ball on the other side of the court and they call it out, they stick a finger in the air. That means it's out. Your only, your only <laughs> line of hold a finger in the air. Yeah, your only line of defense is to go. Are you sure it was out? <laughs> like, no, no, that's the real thing. That's the real thing. Like, if are it goes sure? out and it's close, and they call it out, you can say, "Are you sure?" And they'll say, "Yeah, I'm sure." Every once in a while, you'll see somebody like get, you know, they'll they'll have some, you know. Something creep in and go. Ah, I probably need to do the right thing. Yeah, it was, it was in, but it rarely happens. And and uh, anyway, this school that I'm not going to mention, that's dead last in football. Bukal, <laughs> Bukal. <laughs> Is that the sound a hawk makes? I I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know what Triton. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know what their mascot is. <laughs> oh my God! How'd you do that? My man? bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. you're bad. Um, all right, so I think I, I think I came up with the solution, and maybe we just knew <laughs> it, need to do it. Put criminals next. on the line yeah, for tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, obviously, like obviously girls. can't be sex offenders, right? You know, can't be drug dealers. So I guess you're limited in that. But yeah, you know, traffic violations. Come on, man, send them over there. Oh yeah, okay. that'd be better community I'm service down. anyway. I'm down with that. Yeah, uh, I'm a hundred percent with it. So yeah, right now, um, Lee County sits atop the Tri County Six Five and Zero. Uh, Harnett Central and Southern Lee 
Southern leaves behind Harnett Central, but only because Harnett Central's down a, a game. But conference play starts here in two weeks, and it's going to be out of control. Um, a lot of fun. Hey, a lot of fun when can these Can I just say win. something to Lee sure. County? Don't change your name anymore. It used to be Sanford Central. Then when I went to school, it was Lee Senior. Now you've changed it to Lee County High. Can you just go? I mean, I don't even care if you go back to, like, Sanford Central again. Stop changing the name of our high school. That's ridiculous. Stop it is, doing it. It is a little ridiculous. It is a little ridiculous. I, I, I would think that at some point, I know that there have been schools, there has been a consideration that at some point with a middle school or even an elementary, if they call it Sanford Central, Sanford Central would have been an interesting name for the Wicker School. But, um, yeah, it, it is kind of confusing that it's changed. You know, the interesting thing, though, is they've been playing football on that same field all of those years. What year was was Sanford Central originally founded? Do you know? 1867. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that old. I don't know. I don't know, but cool. I'll tell you, back in the Sanford Central days, football started and finished right here in Sanford, North Carolina. Those boys were bad back in yeah, the day. You, you, you were right about that. Um I'm excited to get into some college football in the next segment. Okay. Uh, the thing I'm most excited about is recapping the Wisconsin-Michigan game, uh, at which the Wisconsin fans had a lot of fun and throughout most of the game were chanting, overrated. Nice. Am I the only one that remembers when Jim Harbaugh was the hottest coach in the entire country? Everybody had to have John Harbaugh. He was going to – or Jim Harbaugh. It's not even – no, John is in Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. Jim. Jim Harbaugh, Captain Comeback. His, he of the his his career may have retired dude, with the Andrew Luck, and he just didn't this even know cat. it. I mean, other than Andrew Luck, what has this dude ever really done? I guess he did go to a Super Bowl. He started Kaepernick. Know. This guy, yeah, and then bench Kaepernick. So there you go. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll get into the NFL on the other side. Got to talk about UNC, man, where we might both have been right. Right, I said the same thing. Loving it. Thanks for hanging out. Check us out on social media. Cheap Seat Radio. So why do teenagers play high school sports? My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is to inspire others. One reason student athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play? My reason why is friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Joel Klein catches a 7 o'clock train after his evening CPR class at the American Red Cross. Ron Garrett is on the same train. He's had a rough day and doesn't feel like himself. Until he feels the sudden tightness in his chest, Ron never thought he'd actually have a heart attack. Until Joel is administering CPR, 
He never thought he'd actually save a life. When you train with the Red Cross, you change a life. Starting with your own. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcross.org to learn about life-changing opportunities in your area. Queens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up the whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When young men turn 18, they think they know a lot about the facts of life. But there are a few more facts they need to know. Fact, you have to register with Selective Service when you turn 18. It's the law. Fact, registration keeps you eligible for government jobs and student loans. Fact, it's easy to register. Just visit sss.gov or any post office. Register with Selective Service when you turn 18. It's the law. And that's a fact. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Back from the Chief Seas, Kristen Lambert, Brandon Atkins here talking sports, pivoting to college football. I got an idea, man. Until further notice, why don't we just rank Clemson and Alabama at both one and a half? Instead of them both, you know, ping-ponging between one and two, we'll just make them both 1.5, and they can be your co leaders of the top 25 indefinitely until they meet in the national championship game every year. Is that fair? Sure. All right, cool. So I want to ignore Clemson and Alabama because I'm tired of hearing about them. Um, and they're that much better than everybody else in the country. And sorry, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma fans. You guys are that clump of second best teams or third best teams, I suppose, in the country. Um Ohio State leapfrogs Oklahoma this weekend after putting it on Miami. And here's the thing, man. Miami of Ohio was up five to nothing yeah. on and Ohio State. And never scored again. And, and actually was looking like, oh, God, is this really going to be one of those days? And then they did just enough to make Ohio State mad. And they beat them 76 to five. Right. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. Justin Fields, who they stole from Georgia, whew, he's legit. The problem is, is that they don't have the talent to beat Clemson or Alabama, I don't believe. And that's coming from an Ohio State guy. LSU at four is interesting to me. I don't think LSU is that good. Um, but they're only where they're at because they stole a quarterback from Ohio State. So there you are. 
Georgia at three. Yeah, right up until the time they play Alabama. What I want to talk about is Wisconsin-Michigan. Yeah, I want you Michigan. to talk about the two, but I was surprised that Notre Dame stuck with Georgia as long as – I mean, that was a decent game. It wasn't I a decent was, game. It was a good ball game. I thought it was like going to be a two-touchdown – I thought it was a. Game. I thought it was a real great ball game. I really thought Georgia was going to go in there and beat the brakes off of. Them. Yeah, me too. Now, to be to be honest about this, Notre Dame needed that game desperately mm. because to get into the playoff, unless something bizarre happens, Notre Dame, especially given how bad the ACC is right now, sure, Notre Dame not going to sneak in there without a couple of real quality wins. This was one of their chances to get one. I mean, that's more than a quality. Well, yeah, I mean, if they beat Georgia, then they're in the national championship conversation. I don't think at this point Notre Dame's got enough left that they can do. Um, Am I completely wrong about that? I mean, the rest of Notre Dame's schedule stacks up. They've got Virginia, which is which is a good ball club. Virginia's ranked 18th currently. But then they play Bowling Green, USC, Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Why are they even in the top 25? And they came in as a top 10 team. Wisconsin beat the snot out of Michigan. And there's nothing brings me more joy than watching Michigan go down like that. Uh, Virginia Tech, Duke, Navy, BC, Stanford. So if Notre Dame were to win out, Let's stop and talking. Go in as a, let's, let's not even go down that road because well, we, they're well, not going to win. They're not going to. They're not going to be in the playoff. That was it. Well, that's what that's what I want to get to. Can we close the book on Notre Dame right yes, now? Yes, let's do. All that. All right. Now, of course, they have a local. They have a local rooting interest because Jameer Smith is a sophomore there. Sure. The the Lee County Yellow Jacket great, um, who's in the rotation, running back by committee back there. He is one of the three backs getting carries. But I think we can close the book on Notre Dame because if they went out. USC is fool's gold. They're 21. They creep back in because they beat Utah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, but Utah was, what, number 10? Yeah, but okay. I mean, but that's really – you've got Michigan and USC looming. Virginia, I don't know that those three wins, if Notre Dame wins out, are enough. So I think we can close the book on Notre Dame. The conversation is over. They're done. Sorry, Irish. Sorry, Irish. You're done. Um, USC – with that win over Utah, probably ensured that there will not be a Pac-10 or Pac-12 team in the national championship playoff. Is that a fair statement? Utah was probably the, yeah. cha- the, the school that had a shot. And there is, you know, somebody can run the table, but the likelihood that that's going to happen, not real good. Don't you feel like it was an effort by ESPN to make Pac-12 – Relevant, like they had what six teams in the top twenty-five, and they kept pushing this for the last two weeks. Oh, Pac-12, Pac-12, it's fool's gold, right? Nobody's yes. going to be left standing. Yes, I I a hundred percent agree that it's fool's gold and that nobody's going to be left standing. I think the Pac-12 is done. Completely Forever? Done. Are they ever going to have a good team again in <sighs> as in national consideration? That's like, a sensational question. I mean. Because it's, it's like been just, years now. They've been yeah, it's been a long time and And you had the you know, you had the fake um Washington teams there for a couple of years that were loaded with talent, but they just couldn't really put it together. Crystal Lambert, you're eighteen years old. You're the top quarterback prospect in the country coming out of high school, right? All right. 
you have Alabama knocking on your door. You got Clemson knocking on your door. You have Ohio State okay. knocking on your door. And then uh, UCL, USC comes knocking on your door. UCLA comes knocking on your door. Do you even visit there? I mean, seriously. Wait a minute. You're, they're asking, you're, you're asking me? You're at, well, at, eight, I'm, I'm, at 18 years old, are you asking me if I'm going to visit L.A.? Absolutely. With any intentions of actually going there? Look, here's With the any sitch. intentions. Like, they're asking you literally to play your games in the morning in some uh, instances this year. Well, let's and, reset. And, and, and if if you do get on prime time, you're playing, your, your kickoff is at 10 p.m., are you seriously thinking about that if you're planning on going to the NFL? Okay, so so let's reset this for a second. And and let's let's go back to last year. And if we go back to last year, I'm looking at Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, a freshman, who <laughs> who a, could be the first player taken in the NFL draft. Is he not the most beautiful being on earth? He, he's he's a beautiful man, for sure. Then you have Tua at Alabama who had 2 years left. So if I'm that guy, and I'm the number one recruit in the country as a quarterback. Alabama and Clemson are off my off my radar. I mean, I'm trying to go someplace and start. And if I've got my druthers, although I hate the sort of what maroon and gold that USC wears, going out to LA and playing for USC, yeah, I'm about that. Hmm. I, you, I can do that. So you I went against the grain of my argument. I know I did, man, but we can't agree on everything. <clears throat> but USC would certainly be near the top of my list. Now, UCLA, not on my list because I don't want to play for Chip Kelly because he's a knucklehead. And uh, that's just how I feel. And you'd about be it. like along with Bill Walton. Yeah. So, so that we, we get you the, the most accurate, up to date information. Cal, who jobbed Ole Miss this weekend, by the way. Did you see the end of that ball game? No, I did not. So Ole Miss, with about 15 seconds left, runs a play, gets tackled, probably in the end zone for a touchdown. The referees mark the ball about six inches short of the goal line. Clock continues to run, and Ole Miss is stuck because you've got about eight seconds before the game clock runs out and it goes to double zeros, or you can try to get in a fourth down play and try and score. They run a fourth down play, because they have to, or the clock's going to run out and go to double zeros. Um, they don't convert and get the touchdown that gives them a chance to tie the ball game. And if the referees had done what they should have done, they should have stopped the clock and reviewed it and would have figured out Ole Miss scored a touchdown. Guess where the officiating crew was at was from for this non-conference game? The West Coast. They were Pac-12 crew. So there is much turmoil. Well, they're not used to, like, officiating anything worthwhile or that yeah, means, right. it means anything. Well, they they actually didn't know how to how to call a tackle, you know, at the goal line because that doesn't happen in the Pac-12. But the Cal Golden Bears moved to 4 and 0 on the season. They would seem to be, well, they are the only chance that has a, the only team that has a chance to run the table and really probably are the only team that has a legit shot to be in the national championship now, hold up, picture. Chris. I'm seeing you scroll through uh, ESPN, and it says Pac-12 refs ruled correctly in the game. Yeah, whatever. This game. Nonsense. ESPN says so. Uh, ESPN is wrong. They were wrong. They should have stopped the play. It's got to be. They're saying there was no irrefutable evidence on the play. Okay, how would you know there's no irrefutable evidence in five seconds? 
because that's literally how long they had between that and the snap of the next play. Right. And Ole Miss was backed into a corner. They didn't have any choice. And you, you take that, and the players are like, oh, that's got to be reviewed. So they're sort of standing around him and hawing. So even if he's tackled short, you still have to review the play. That's just how it ought to be. Sure. I, I don't care. I don't care who says what. Ole Miss should have had a chance to convert the two-point conversion and tie that ball game. But Ole Miss is not very good. And the fact that Cal was in a barn burner like that with Ole Miss tells you what you need to know about the Pac-12. They're not any good. Um, There's only six teams that are good in college bat, uh, football. Only six? About six. About six, you said. That's why, like, college football, to me, unless you have a, vesting, a vested interest or rooting interest into your team, like my Tar Heels, when they're – they're right where they need to be. Like they're, wait, they're, wait, I thought they were going to be two and two. Oh, okay, go ahead. But I know they're not any good. Is my point. Like they're not any good. You got six teams that are relevant in the entire nation that are actually really good and fun to watch. Well, Wisconsin fans would argue with with that because I think who says they're not in the top six? Okay, man? so give me your top six. Uh, you didn't. Clemson, you didn't Alabama, Georgia. Uh, I would say Wisconsin. They're going to be in the mix. Um, who else am I thinking? Ohio State. Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Although, who have they played so far? Who's Nobody. The they haven't started conference play. They haven't played anybody. They, they don't apologize for that. Who's Alabama played? Who's there you Clemson go. Played? No, exactly. Well, they did play A&M. Jimbo, according Jimbo, to Phil Baum, Fun Baum, or wherever his name is, they say that uh, Jimbo is a better coach than Dabo Swinney. Dude, oh. but um, we dealt with that last week. I'm not. I'm not trying to hear that. So who who is going to win? Is it going to be Alabama Clemson again? I yeah, mean, I it's kind of hard to talk about college football when we already know who's going to be in the national championship game. Uh, it is kind of hard to talk about it, and that's where we're at with college football. I don't think anybody in the country maybe Georgia. should beat. Clemson or Alabama, uh, that doesn't mean it can't happen. But what we've seen is that it doesn't matter because somebody's going to have to beat them twice to keep them out of the playoff. Yeah, maybe not Clemson. Maybe not Clemson because Clemson's schedule is so atrocious this year. I don't know, man. What do we got with Clemson? Clemson, you know, it. it there ought to be. They ought to let the public schedule these games. They did put it to A&M on the schedule. Okay, cool. But after A&M, come on, man. You got – so they beat Georgia Tech to open. They get past Texas A&M pretty handily. Then Syracuse, Charlotte, UNC, Florida State, who's not any good, Louisville, B.C., Wofford, North Carolina State, Wake, South Carolina. Yeah. Come on, man. That's not a real schedule. You got to really watch that Wofford game. Yeah. That's, that's not a, a that's not a real schedule. I'm not impressed. Um, I mean, when they make these schedules, what, two years out? I mean, it could be five, ten years in advance. They they have to sign contracts with these schools. So, I mean, so, uh, it's not I mean, their fault. Well, I mean, it's clearly not their uh, fault. Oh, they okay. At what point did they schedule Georgia Tech and think that was – well, Georgia Tech is a conference game, I suppose. Well, Paul – Paul would have like Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson would have see that's genius from Clemson. They did that thinking Paul Johnson was still going to be there. They got we got the whole off season to get to game plan for this option. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, they scheduled Charlotte. Come on, man. 
I was you, you don't get a pass on that. They do the Charlotte. Charlotte is a cool matchup for them because I mean, from Clemson to Charlotte, what is it, about an hour and a half, two hour drive? Does that sound about right? Yeah, can't be yeah. can't be any farther than that. So yeah, Clemson. It just doesn't matter who they play though. They could come down and play Union Pines this weekend. It doesn't matter. You'd look at that team and you're like, oh my god, that's a legit say, NFL I, squad. Here's a hot take coming, Chris. I feel like well, A and T, A and M. I'm sorry, was a a good, I don't know, sharpener of your tools, your tool belt. Uh, yeah, okay. But you know that schedule down the road, that doesn't make them any better, dude. They're not seeing anybody that's going to give them any resistance. So it might be a disadvantage, maybe. Uh, as a hot take, is that you're not playing any real talent, <clears throat> whereas Alabama, they got to play Georgia. <laughs> They gotta play play Georgia, <clears throat> and hey, for all you SEC fans, so uh, fans I just out want there, to, hold on, hold on, I just want to let, let you know that finish. the same week that Clemson's playing Wofford, <clears throat> Alabama's playing Western Carolina. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, so Alabama, let's just be honest about <laughs> college football right now. Everybody's gonna be, oh, they play. They're in the SEC. They got they got this schedule. There's only one other real team in the SEC. It's Georgia. Come on, can we? <sighs> Can we can we give it up on the Gators? The Gators are not back. Come on now. Just because they beat – who do they beat? Tennessee? Dude, Triton. Triton's tennis team could go and beat <laughs> Tennessee right now. <laughs> that, that, that conference, everybody's saying, oh, man, what a meat grinder. Man, we're, we're like living in the past in terms of our thinking of the SEC. They're not packed like they used to be. They're not stacked like they used to be. Georgia's really good, and then that's pretty much it for the SEC. I I can't disagree with you. That's the problem. And I'm telling you, man, I don't know how many more years we do this before it starts to hurt college football nationally. I, I don't know if it does or not. Because you put Clemson – let's put it this way. Let's flip it. All right. You put Clemson on either division – either side of – the SEC, uh-huh. they probably still come out undefeated. Clemson's that good, so let's just let's quit it with the ACC. ACC's bad this year, and SEC I think is down from where they used to be like ten years ago, where think, they were dominant. I think that the well, you say that, and I agree with you. However, let me let me read you something. Alabama currently ranks second in the country. Georgia's ranked third in the country. LSU's ranked fourth in the country. Auburn is seven, and the, and Florida is nine. You know that's why half that of the top ten you know teams why in the that country? Is? Because has anybody played anybody yet? No, you that's the no, thing, and that's preseason rankings, right? Oh, now. Well, do, do we do we even believe that? I mean, we say it's preseason rankings, but when you look conference by conference by conference, let's look, for instance. That's why I love college basketball, because you can be ranked fifth and then be out of the top 25 in like two weeks. But like in college football, it's so SEC biased, ESPN gravy trained. Well, it is, Fine but these, these other schools, these these smaller schools, these other prominent programs in the country are not doing themselves any favors with their scheduling because basically right now, if you're undefeated at 4-0 and right now in college football, you're in the top 25. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, if you look conference by conference, ACC, there's only two undefeated teams, Clemson and Virginia, both in the top 25. Virginia squeaked by Old Dominion. ODU is a program nobody should be putting on their schedule. 
Last time I saw o- ODU play, it was in uh, Keenan Stadium, and they quit the game by halftime <laughs> against the Tar Heels. That's a, that, that. But you know, one thing I'll point out. Um, I, I feel like I've. Oh, totally and my bad. I, I completely. I, I I screwed that up. There is there is a and my apologies to Tom Snell and his ilk. Wake Forest is undefeated. Oh well. yeah. So my fault. Like my that's... my apologies. And Wake Forest, the fact that they're not in the top twenty-five. There's a probably right on. This is the just best. to be honest. Well, actually, I think they just got in. I'm not sure which poll I saw, but I think they're right on the dot twenty-five. There's the best team since they had Riley. I think it was Riley Skinner at quarterback, probably back in 2008. So they're actually better, but they're like you know na- national conversation. I mean, come on. But the one thing I'm happy about in college football is that we don't have to hear about UCF again for the rest of the season, and whether. They would or whether they wouldn't break into the playoff. I'm just glad that we just don't have to talk about that. ESPN's running out of things. Hey, let's talk about Antonio Brown for the hundredth time. ESPN's running out of things to talk about. I promised on Friday that I would not talk about Antonio Brown today. <laughs> We're not talking about Antonio Okay, Brown. fair enough. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, except I'm, I want to say one thing. This dude tweeted... I'm not going to play in the NFL anymore. That should be the end of the conversation. Drew Rosenhaus is running around telling people, well, there's three people, three teams have, have expressed interest. And <laughs> and the, the talking heads nationally are taking that and running with it. What is this guy's agent supposed to say? No, nope, not a team. Nobody's calling. Nobody's interested. Is that what he's supposed to bring you? He says three teams have expressed interest. Expressing interest could be like, hey, um, Antonio, is he ever going to play again? Well, Maybe. Well, okay. That's expressing interest. I guess expressing interest would be like, uh, we're not interested in bringing him in. I have made an expression related to interest. That that's So it's not a lie. Come on, man. Drew Rosenhaus is a slime ball. Always has been. And this is the guy that they're putting their stake in. Well, Drew Rosenhaus said that he's interested in – that there's teams interested. Shut up. Nobody. Nobody is interested in bringing Antonio Brown into their locker room right now, period. I think we have blown through the break. We should make that right now. Are you ready, Roy? All right, our director, Roy Costin, he's going to chastise me on the way out the door. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats here in Central North Carolina. Crystal Lambert, Brandon Atkins. We're getting close to halftime. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there, as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there, as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A. Get spiritual. Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. 
Oh. B. Find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Swimming pools can be lots of fun, but they can be dangerous too, especially for young children. Always practice simple safety steps to prevent tragedies. Fence all pools. Teach kids to swim. And always watch them around water. No horseplay. Simple steps save lives. To learn new life-saving steps, visit PoolSafely.gov. A public service message from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. A message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Debt. If you get in too deep, members of the NFCC, the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, can help you put debt in its place. Credit cards took charge of my financial life. A certified credit counselor helped me get back in control. Student loan debt followed me wherever I went. NFCC taught me all I needed to know. Connect with an NFCC certified credit counselor at your local member agency today. We'll help you put debt in its place. Go to nfcc.org slash stop debt or call 877-410-6322. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads... Let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
WFJA 105.5, Sanford, Pinehurst, Southern Pines. Welcome back from the Chiefs East. I don't know if anybody else out there is enjoying this show. I'm having more fun in here than I've had in a long time. I don't know why. We were cool. Time. I don't know. I can't remember the name or the words. That song makes me happy. Wang Chung makes me happy generally, man. Dance Hall Days is a great song. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Everybody that that's gonna be my theme song for this week. Everybody Wang Chung. Every everything that happens, I'm gonna be like, everybody Wang Chung tonight. I can't get mad when Wang Chung's playing. No, man. Like, you could be in the worst argument ever and Wang Chung starts playing and you're like, what were we talking about? Yes. Now, they did a movie soundtrack theme song. Do you know which movie it was from? It's a movie with one of the coolest titles ever. Is it Big Trouble in Little China? No. No, but that's a good guess. Because Wang Chung is best I know. They have no... I, I think that's... What do they call it? What do they call it when they steal... Your ethnicity, what's it? There's a term that the kids use. It, I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's a real sensitive thing right now. You're not allowed to like dress up in traditional attire from another culture. It's a big thing right oh, now. Oh come with the kids on, man! That are woke. It's, it's a thing, and and I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're misappropriating my ethnicity. I don't know, but I don't know that Wang Chung. I don't think there was any like rationale. Why for them gonna... to call themselves Wang Chung, it's just that there was a lot of cocaine flowing in the 80s and, you know, whatever. And I apologize. Maybe one of the guys in the band, because it was a duo, maybe one of those guys has a Asian heritage. I don't know. Let but anyway. Te- let me tell you, to everybody out there, if you want to throw on a polo, shorts, and flip-flops, I'm not going to be offended. <laughs> No, you're not, but, you're but, not gonna offend me but, like dressing like me no matter what culture you come But listen, from. because you know that the North Carolina dude has a uniform. And it's not just khaki shorts and flip flops. If you see a guy anywhere, so if if you're in New Zealand, you, you've been to New Zealand, you yes, talk about it all the yes, time. Yes. So if you were in New Zealand and you saw a guy in khaki shorts, a button-down shirt with the f- sleeves flipped up, deck shoes, a ball cap, and a pair of sunglasses around his neck with the little rubber band, you'd know, oh, that's one of my people. Right. Am I am I lying? Is that no, not no, the uniform? Not. And that doesn't and and that's not a uh, that's not a North Carolina uniform. That's a southeastern United States uniform. It does not go any far north than North Carolina. You're not going to find these people in Virginia or Kentucky or uh, Tennessee. I would say some in Charlottesville, okay? There's some in there. Not locals, but Oh, students. yeah, yeah. They're, they're transplants from Atlanta or from Mississippi, you know, somewhere else in the southeast. But if you go out on campus at Ole Miss, and I've been there on game day, and let me, let me explain something to everybody. You need to hear this. <laughs> everybody talks about, eh, we lost the game, but we win the party. No. You lose the party every single time to Ole Miss, period. That's just how it is because everybody from the age of 6 through 96 is drunk before they go into the stadium out in the Grove. You can literally smell the perfume from about a mile and a half away from the Grove, which is where the party's going on. Ole Miss wins the party every single time. And you wonder how this ball club, and Ole Miss hadn't ever been good. 
they're still living in the Archie Manning days at Ole Miss. They'll talk about this program like it's the best program in the country, and you wonder, how do they get these recruits? Well, because they take them out to the Grove, and they trot them around, and they see, and it's like, oh, my God, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But to your point earlier, I will say this, and I'm going to put myself out there, and I'm probably going to take a lot of heat. I'm going to get a lot of praise, too, from my NC State and East Carolina fans out there. All of whom are rocking ball caps, sunglasses around their neck, deck shoes, and khaki shorts, right? Well, (laughs) I'm just talking about Carolina student, particularly the fraternity brother guy. Who all wear the uniform, I just said. Yeah, except... They're doing this brush your hair forward type weird thing still. I'm not sure how long that'll last. Bros, there's going to be pictures taken of you that you're going to have to live with when you're 50 years old. You look like an absolute joke. The only reason that chicks are anywhere close to being interested in you is because you're in a fraternity, which means your rich dad probably bought you into (laughs) it. You look like an idiot. You're right. The, the like the glasses that are hanging down with the gla- the the the, of the course, sunglasses the band. band. Yes, yes, yes. And then just I re- I'll never forget. We um this is back when Matty Ice played for Boston College. Me and my boy Rich Harris went to uh, the bowl game in Charlotte, and the Boston fans came down, and they're like. Are you guys going to what, – what, what are you even watching? We're here to watch a football game. Boston comes legit. <laughs> T-shirt with, you know, Boston Boston gear, shorts, probably some sneakers and stuff like that. They they, they know how to tailgate better, better than Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill just is a fan base from the student section. It's just lame. Well, I have it's, to admit. It's, it's, you, there's utility to that uniform. You know, you can do a lot of things with deck shoes and khakis. Your mom just. And you've got the sunglasses at the ready. You can either, you can go by mama's house and have a late dinner. Sure. You can go fishing. You can go to the bar. Yeah, you can't you go can, fishing in that. It, sh- sure you can. You got deck shoes on, man. Okay. Is there something I'm missing about fishing? The shirt. The shirt's too nice. Nah, man. that's true. That's the shirt, true. The shirt is like, I don't know, you went to like Cannons in Cameron Village <laughs> to get this sh- shirt. It costs like $200. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is the uniform. So you, what you're saying though is that if any ethnicity other than the lily white southeastern male wants to appropriate that part of white culture, they can have it, right? So yeah, yeah that's true, but here here it comes. It's like, "Oh, but that that gear is like without getting into too much politics. <laughs> that gear is like white privilege." <laughs> So I mean that that's exempt from this list of. But you need to know you if can. you're going to misappropriate that or just appropriate because you can have it. Don't take it to the next level, <laughs> because that next level involves Crocs, <laughs> and in no way, shape, or form is that okay. When you see somebody that's got the uniform almost right, but they pull out the Crocs instead of the deck shoes, you've blown it. You've given it away that you're not legit. You're a fraud. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a fraud, fraud. For sure. You've been easy. watching, but not close enough. That's... You, you didn't plan your gear all the way through. And these guys, these frat boys, and, and there's, uh, let me just go out further onto this cliff. There's nobody just by sheerly looking in their direction that I dislike like more than a frat boy in Chapel Hill. They make me ill to my stomach. Costin's giving us the evil eye, man. I think he's on the he's on the delay waiting on us to to take this one step too far. 
I mean, honestly, I'm a Carolina alum, <laughs> and I can't stand to look at these frat boys. They make me they make me embarrassed. My degree is depreciated because of the way they dress. I don't know how this happened, man. I don't know how it happened. But anyway, let's get to UNC. So we were both right, and that we doesn't ever right. happen, man. Yeah. I said that they'll blow past Wake. The game they got to worry about is App State. You said the opposite. Ah, App State, no problem, but Wake's going to get them. Well, here's the thing is that it, after Wake beat them, I told anybody to listen. That's the worst thing that could have happened for App. There's no way that UNC's right. yeah. going to show up not ready for this game. And that's exactly what happened. And here's my question to you. Is this pattern that UNC has developed over the first four weeks of the season, is there any reason to think that this is how things are going to be during the Mac Brown era? That his team shows up underprepared, not ready to play football until halftime when they came out, when they, when they come out and make the adjustments and actually show up to play? No. Okay. Well, because Mac Brown's playing with a two and three star guys right now he's gonna get he's going to get recruits it's as simple as that you've mentioned it many times his relationship with the state of texas they're going to start getting better players they're right where they were supposed to be you know it's like the coach from what was the guy the arizona cardinals he's like they are who we thought they were (laughs) denny green denny green you want to crown them so Go ahead and crown them. The Tar Heels are what we thought they were. They're just they beat the two teams that nobody thought they would beat, and they lost to the two teams that, no, that nobody thought they would. That lose is the to. thing because if you told me coming into this they'll be two and two after uh, after four weeks, no no argument there. But if I'm thinking put, that Miami and South Carolina get them. Yep. They right the ship and get Wake, and then win the game that they're supposed to win against App. App is the coolest program in the state of North Carolina. Because they're never going to win the recruiting battles. Right. Now, you and I have a different perspective on what it is that App gets. From my standpoint, I feel like they're getting the football players from these small from these high schools throughout the state. And they're not so concerned with 40 times, bench presses size speed ratios and the rest of that they're trying to get the best athletes they can that are football players that are under recruited because they're a step slow because they're two inches too short because they're you know not the strongest guy in the weight room that's what i see app getting and this is a big win this is the first power five win they've got since 07 which to the untrained observer might make you think oh my gosh you you know App is a garbage program. Was that, no, was App that, is wrecking shop. Was that the Michigan win in the Big House? Yeah. Wow. And App, you know, App's out to, to a 3 0 start. 10 years ago. Right? It is hard to believe that, but it's also hard to believe that App hasn't had a Power 5 win since then. Plus, they fall into the same trap as East Carolina, except for worse. You'll never get a big school to come like out of conference to come to play an App because it's in the mountains. Like, you can't. True that. You can't. East Carolina, here's the one thing, East Carolina fans, and they all know it, the fact that you cannot take a, a major flight into Greenville, and the same thing happens with the Apple, you know, in Boone, that you can't get a major flight, so you can't fly a team in there without having to drive like two or three hours, the logistics will keep them their programs from being, and I, Appalachian... That's an excellent, excellent point, right. that that's logistically is one of the problems you've got there, because Greenville... 
you know, with, with Clemson is accessible. But then once you travel a little bit east and you're into that Boone area, there's nothing out there. I mean, you have to drive quite a ways to get to that. Right. So you're going to have to fly into, you know, Charlotte or Atlanta and then bus a team out there a couple hours, which is probably the best you could hope for. I don't know if, if there's even like – we'd have to look it up. Surely there's an airfield out there, but I don't even know if it's an airfield that's big enough to accommodate a plane that you could get a football team into. So that's an excellent, excellent point. But, you know, have you ever – I'm not good at logistics. You're good at facts, details, logistics. I, like, just go, well, why can't this <laughs> – but man, would, screw all those details. I've always been interested with the fact that you know, if a player's in, injured in the NFL, they don't go on the trip because they don't they don't want to buy a plane ticket. I mean, only certain instances do players actually that don't play in the game travel with the team. And in college, could you not like if couldn't you say, hey, look, as Appalachian, we'll we'll pay. Um, the Wolverines will pay all your travel to just come play us here. That would be really cool. Couldn't you do that once a year, or is it too expensive? You, you, all the college football makes so much money. Why couldn't you like afford to do that? That's just always been something that's been interesting. Well, in some cases, you do have that happen, and you'll have teams that pay an opponent to come in. Usually, it's the other way. Usually, it's the bigger school paying a team, helping them out to go there, and you see a lot of home and home series set up between these teams one of the problem you have with app is the size of the facility out there so that that's one consideration because you're looking at you know total ticket sales but the other thing though is teams at this point when you look at the top tier programs app is not a team you want to schedule there's no benefit to you no nah, you're right now for north carolina you're doing it because you know it's an in-state rival they do that and they do a good job at unc with with you know, throwing a bone to ECU and App State because you're gonna there's gonna be a lot of gate money associated with that. In other states, you don't necessarily see that. For years and years and years, Ole Miss and Mississippi State would not play Southern Miss. Right. And Southern Miss, their their motto was anytime, anywhere. They and that was who it was meant for. They say, well, we'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. But what they meant was Ole Miss and Mississippi State because those two schools locked them out. And would not play them because, first of all, Southern Miss was better, and there was no recruiting benefit to Ole Miss and Mississippi State to go down there and get beat by Southern. You know, Southern sputtering as the third school in that state. You know, not the same type alumni base because there's a lot of a lot of uh, out of state folks down at, at Southern Miss. I don't want right. to bore you with the with no, the no, ends, no, no. with the eaches. It's totally relevant. Like it relates to the Carolina, the Tar Heel, ECU relationship. I'm a UC, uh, UNC alum, and a lot of people don't like hearing this coming out of Carolina fans' mouths, but UNC Chapel Hill went out of their way to to block ECU from all things sports related, and including the ACC. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting little game, and when you look at conferences, there there have been conversations about well, why doesn't so and so come into the conference? Why doesn't this school get allowed into the conference? And when we looked at the ACC, the ACC's added some teams that are real head scratchers in terms of geography and logistics and all the rest of that. Because it's one thing to say, well, Louisville, Louisville's great for the ACC because you know basketball. Well, and maybe even football, but then when the girls' volleyball teams have to travel back and forth between Chapel Hill and Louisville, that's probably not such a great or idea. Pitt. Or Pitt or any of the rest of those. So, you know, that's an issue. Look at Syracuse. 
I mean, can you imagine going from Georgia Tech to Syracuse to play a, a water polo game? Yeah, that would suck. You know, I don't know. For the student athlete, it could be pretty cool. It, it, it could be, but for the school that's trying to manage all the travel and all the rest of that stuff, the expenses associated with it, and the time out of out of class, which is still the thing. Only reason to play sports. Well, we we get we we get caught up in basketball and football and we're like eh, class smash but you forget that 99 percent of the athletes in these programs actually have to get that degree because they're <laughs> actually going to have to get a real job on the backside of college so i'd i would love to see a condensing of the conferences to make them really regional again and and they're the whispers always come well ecu might be a good ad for the acc dude the chances of the other north carolina schools ever letting ecu into the acc zero but and, I, I and that's I what sh- you were hitting on it's, yeah, it's never short-sighted though there's nothing better for the acc than to let ecu into the acc long term they would make the whole conference so much more fun i agree Their fan base is so awesome dude pirate fans and this is you know i'm not trying to upset state fans duke fans or unc fans nobody parties like pirate no, fans. no no they're like in the top 25 party school tailgating list that come out nationally east carolina's always in the top 25 most times in the top 10 there you go. And, and and the only reason that I wouldn't let them in is because when they come to Keenan and beat us, they tear off. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit about an ECU alum, sort of, um, who's doing his thing in the NFL. We'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. I had to tell everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. So why do teenagers play high school sports? My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is to inspire others. One reason student athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play? My reason why is friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy. This message presented by the NFHS and the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. 
Have you mixed your pain meds, your sleep meds, your allergy meds? Call the Poison Helpline. Has your child eaten a tube of toothpaste, a chip of paint, a wild mushroom? Call the Poison Helpline. Have you been bitten by a spider, a snake, an insect? Call the Poison Helpline. Poisonings can happen at the home, on the job, or in the great outdoors. Call the Poison Helpline first for fast, free advice from medical professionals. Call 1-800-222-1222 anytime, anywhere. 1-800-222-1222. Save the number, save a life. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Joel Klein catches a 7 o'clock train after his evening CPR class at the American Red Cross. Ron Garrett is on the same train. He's had a rough day and doesn't feel like himself. Until he feels the sudden tightness in his chest, Ron never thought he'd actually have a heart attack. Until Joel is administering CPR, he never thought he'd actually save a life. When you train with the Red Cross, you change a life. Starting with your own. Call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcross.org to learn about life-changing opportunities in your area. Welcome back from the Cheap Seats. Crystal Lambert, Brandon Atkins talking. I'm looking at App State's schedule, and I'm going to go ahead and plug this in. On October 31st, which is Halloween night, this may be one of the games of the year. Go ahead and and program this in. This will be about the time trick-or-treating is finishing up. If you're looking for something to do during trick-or-treat, I hate trick-or-treating, by the way. Why? Because kids come knocking on my doggone door, man. And every time I think it's over, somebody's going to come. And I feel guilty if I turn the lights off. It's just a pain in the butt. I could. And my kids are all gone out of the house. So now it's my wife and I that have to actually suffer through giving candy. You know, and you never know, do I have just the right candy? And then when the candy's left, I got all this candy, so I'm going to eat the candy. I, ugh, I don't, I'm not a trick-or-treat guy, and I know you're a Halloween guy. Dude, it's my favorite holiday. Well, and I, there's nothing better to, than to see the kid come up in his costume. It's probably one of their first or second or even third times trick-or-treating with their dad or mom, and they come up and they're like, you know, trick or treat. You know, it's the cutest <laughs> thing ever. And all you got to do, Kristen Lambert, like get off my lawn, guy. Give me a break. No, dude. it's all you got to do is lawn, open man. the, the door and go, cute. Halloween, oh, Happy Halloween. You know, and hand like put a bowl in front of their faces. But here's the and thing. let them come in. Look, man, if you guys want to trick or treat, come to twenty one oh seven Lakeland Drive. I will have more candy than you can ever walk away with. And forget about Crystal Lambert's house. You can come to my house. He doesn't want you there. He's grumpy. He's probably watching some bad, scary movie. I'm, or- I'm, I'm at an age where once I'm on the couch and I'm settled, I don't want to move. And you're going to have me getting up and going back and forth, or I have to go camp out and sit on the porch, dealing with mosquitoes and all the rest let of me that. T- let me tell you how I do it. First of all, I, I decorate my house Halloween, right? And I got some new projector stuff for the windows this year with scary stuff. So you're going to be scared out of your mind when you walk up to my house. So that's that's one thing. Last year, I moved the grill out to the front yard. So for parents of my neighborhood that wanted to come up and get a burger or a hot dog, and I had beer out front, you can come up, have any dads out there that, uh, honey, I got to go take the kids out trick-or-treating. Come over to my house. Burgers, dogs, beer. Okay, and, so and I'm coming to your kids. house, and I'm going to sit back and eat 
dogs and burgers and drink beer and let you handle the trick-or-treating. It's done. But what I'm also going to be doing is watching App State in a national showcase against Georgia Southern. Now, here's the thing. You can write this down. App is going to be 7-0 and going into this ballgame, and they're going to plow through Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is not even going to push them. So this is going to take App to 8-0, and and at that point there's only going to be a dozen undefeateds in the in the in the country if that might only be 6 or 7 of them so apps going to get some real talk they're going to get attention now the problem is is that in the following 2 weeks they've got their two toughest games of the year no offense to UNC they play South Carolina and Georgia State back to back and Georgia State is app state they're this team that just finds ways to to push people. Now, Georgia State's off to a slow start. They come in at 2-0, and but those losses came to Tennessee and Furman. Ah, Furman. I just blew it. I didn't realize they lost to Furman. I'd forgotten about that. But Georgia Your State... Your argument was it was so, the right It was going to be so good. It went crash it and burn so like, like Halloween at the DeLambert household. Well, it's good news for App because if Georgia, if Georgia State doesn't get the ship righted, and they can get past South Carolina, App State can run the table and finish the season undefeated. Now, I don't think there's any enough quality. In fact, I know there's not enough quality in that schedule for them to pull a UCF, but it's going to be a lot of fun for App State fans. Them Nears. Gone Nears. Is that their, is that their rallying cry? Gone Nears? Because if it's not, it should be. Gone Nears. I don't know, man. You're probably embarrassing yourself right now. I, you just brought up Tennessee. Wouldn't be the first Have you time. ever had a, a boss that you hated and you've for the rest of your life, you cheer against their alma mater because you hated your boss? No, I have one better. But For me, I, I have one Tennessee. better. I, I have an ex-wife that was a Vol fan. Oh, yeah, you're better. Yeah. Now, so, I do have to say that as much as I don't like Tennessee, they do, when I hear a whole 100,000 people at Tennessee singing Rocky Top, I'm like, God, dog, that's cool. Right. That is really, really cool. But no, the, here I said this on TV. There's the a guy day. I'm mentioning. I'm visualizing this guy. <laughs> He's an idiot. I had like <laughs> my brain power is like a million times this guy, and I just moved to a new company. And this guy's such an idiot. And the fact that he is, he's like in misery because his volunteers suck. I'm just so happy. I'm happier for the fact that they're losing more than you know the Carolina wins this year. So, man, that I mean, guy really like made a, a made an impression. Hey, on well, me. just when you're like, have you? I'm sure you have because you were in the military. You were in the oh, military. I've had some. There's been some idiots the boss, in charge of you. The okay? idiot, the 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 worst of the idiots I worked for, and I worked for. And, and don't get it twisted, I had an amazing experience for 20 years. That's some of the coolest people. I've ever met. In fact, one of them I was on the phone with four or five times this weekend. But the one guy that I could not stand the most out of everybody I ever met in the military, Alabama fan. Oh. And he had actually worked and run the recruiting operation in Tuscaloosa. So he had this special affinity and would talk about how he used to go jog on campus and blah, 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 whatever. But roll tide this, roll tide that. And this was before... This is 10, 12, 15 years ago. So this is before Alabama became what they are now with Saban. But, yeah, that didn't do anything to help with the whole hatred of Alabama. And he's just so indicative of every other Alabama fan. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. If you're not from Alabama 
or at least have had an Alabama address at some point, you are not allowed to be an Alabama fan. If you can't find Tuscaloosa on a map. Those are fighting words. If you can't find Tuscaloosa on a map, I don't want to hear you talk about Roll Tide. That's just not allowed. And here's the thing with SEC fans is they will tell you they hate Alabama, but they're closet Bama fans because that to them is SEC football. See, SEC football. And if if Mississippi State didn't have to play against Alabama, Mississippi State would be the best team in the country or LSU or any of the other teams of the SEC. And they real quietly – Root for Alabama. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, not yeah. being a fan, dude. I'm an Ohio State fan. Michigan, if Michigan is playing the devil, go devil. That's Beat right. Michigan. You know, Period. Who, Army. Go Army. If Navy's playing the devil, go devil. I'm going to give you a test right now. And people in the South and the ACC fans know this as fact. <laughs> Fraudulent Alabama fan in football cheers for what college basketball team? UNC. No. Who? Duke oh, are they Duke? Is it the Duke Bama it's thing? Duke. Oh. It is Duke. Duke, the smallest Duke. school in the world with the biggest fan. But when you look at fans per capita of alumni, Duke is probably number one. Well, actually, number one is probably the University of Miami because there's like 15 people at the University of Miami. And they have, you know, you find Miami gear all over the place. People living in the Jimmy Johnson, the U, the U, the U. Dude, the U, for real, look it up, man. There's like, Costin, there's like a thousand people on campus at Miami, which is significantly smaller than Duke. But I'm I'm with you. And I didn't realize, I never made the connection between Bama and Duke. But I can see it's the same type of situation, man. I mean, it's the same fan, right? It's the same fan. And they're probably a Yankees fan for baseball. They're a Yankees fan. Nice. Even though, for whatever reason, they're also Dallas fans. Because Don't get me started about Cowboy fans. We okay. won't get anything else okay, done right, this segment because right, I'm so sick of Cowboy fan. And Cowboy fan, I do have to concede. I'm starting to think that, yeah, maybe, maybe Dallas is a contender to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. And it's not because I think the Cowboys are great. I think the rest of the NFC kind of sucks. So there so, you are. Oh, As we're getting off of Appalachian State, I just thought, I don't know if you know this, but we have a son of Sanford, Hunter Stewart, that was on the team that beat Michigan. I did know that. So I shout outs that. to our local Sanford guy there. That's pretty amazing. All right, I want to, I want to talk some NFL. Now, first of all, let's start with the Colts. Let's not start with the Colts. <laughs> I want to, I don't Man, they're five wins away from you having to do something awful, bro. Right. Are, you, are you almost willing to concede now that, uh, no. that you lost that I am bet? not willing to t- throw in the towel on the Colts. And for those of you that don't listen regularly, my position has been that minus Andrew Luck, the Colts will not win seven games. They are out to a 2-1 and one start, Should and they look, they look – a whole lot better than I suspected they would. T.Y. Hilton went out yesterday with a quad issue. That's going to be a big deal for them. I, I don't know what to say, man. They're 2-1. and one. Kudos to them. But, no, I am not ready to concede that over the next 13 weeks, Indy's going to get five more wins. I'm not ready to say that. Now, if they win again this weekend, I may be on the fence and may be ready to, to throw in the team. By the way, Chris – has already told me that I have to, if I lose, which I'm not, <laughs> if I lose, I have to go to a, a, what is it? Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind concert. I hate concerts. How's it gonna be? So please call in. I think the number is 919-774-4653. Is that correct? Yes. 919 774 
four six five three. You got half an hour if you're gonna and call in. Help me out with this punishment. I mean, I can't really think of anything, but it's got to be if you know that I hate concerts and it's Third Eye Blind, which I've already been. Chris made me go to a Third Eye Blind concert, and I wanted to gouge my eyes out, and um, just I wanted to be able to stop hearing at, at an instance. But if you'll call in on this number, 919-774-4653, and help me with the equivalent of going to a Third Eye Blind concert again with Kristen Lambert, the equivalent of that punishment, help me out with that. Dude, why? you have no imagination. I can think of half a dozen things that you could expose me to, but I'm not going to cough any of them up. But I, you've got three options here for this game tonight. Chicago visits Washington in the Monday night game. And, you know, coming into this season, you got Dwayne Haskins, rookie quarterback for the Skins. You've got Mitch Trubisky, young, hot quarterback for the Bears. Great defense there with Khalil Mack and all the rest of that. And the schedule makers had to have thought, this is, this is going to be an awesome game. These are two, you know, storied franchises matched up on Monday night for all the world to see. Uh, here are your three options. Bears, skins, don't care. <laughs> How long has it been since the, the skins have been any good? Man? Really? I mean, since remember, before Dan Snyder bought the team? Yeah. I mean, and Dan Snyder's thrown more money around than a little bit to try to get this franchise. And when you look back, remember Bruce Smith, Deion Sanders, LeVar Arrington, the talent that he brought in there, they used to win the offseason every single year. And they just it just didn't gonna happen. The the skins, I I don't know what what's going on out there. And the bears, the bears have taken a step back. I don't get what's going on in Chicago. Maybe tonight they write the ship, they get it going. I got to be honest, I don't know that I care. And I may just uh, sort of you know I'll check in on this, but I don't think I'm gonna. Uh, this is not must see TV. I'm not gonna sit down and and really dig in. Now the Thursday night game this past week. Gardner Minshew, who was the punchline throughout the week because of the porn stash that he rocks, um, that's his thing. Cool. Originally started at ECU. He did. And transferred out to Washington State, played for Mike um, Leach. Yeah, there we go. Mike Leach in the air raid offense was an afterthought coming out of college, even though he got a little bit of Heisman run until, until Washington State stumbled down the stretch. They plug him in there, and now all of a sudden Jacksonville looks good. Um, they the jobbed. The, I told you that the script has already been written. Written, it's being written on right now for this starring Marky Mark. <laughs> He's going to play Minshew. I that, think the that, script is in the works already. But but here's what this is going to happen: is it's going to be Marky Mark playing Dirk Diggler playing Gardner Minshew. That's how that's going to go down, okay. and it's going to be a great story. And it's got to end up with Jacksonville winning the division on a on a. Final drive, last last game of the season. He breaks his leg. He'll never play oh, again. Oh man! Or he like it's in question that he plays yes. ever again, and he throws the the Super Bowl winning pass to the receiver in the back of the end zone as his leg is breaking. Insane. He doesn't even see the pass being completed because he's laying on he the ground. Wakes up in the hospital oh. room, and there's a group around him going woo like clapping. Yes. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, okay. there, there's a call. There's a call. Um, Nate, can you hear me? Yeah, Chris. How you doing, brother? I, I'm good. You going to help Brandon out? Do you have a punishment for me? Personally, <laughs> I would like to see you wearing either Michigan or Navy apparel oh. for a week. Ooh, that's a good one. 
Oh, no. I thought we were better than that, man. No, we're not. Oh. <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, what about my a Harbaugh? God. Uh, a, I'll make a Harbaugh shirt with Michigan oh. gear on, and it's like, I love this guy t-shirt. Like, oh, with my Harbaugh God. That stings. All of a sudden, I want out of this bet. Oh. Nate, can you believe this clown thought that the Colts weren't going to li- win at least seven games? Personally, I was with him, but oh, okay. I, I didn't make the bet. So that's his problem, not mine. Oh. <laughs> I said I could think of a half dozen punishments that I could, you know, put on myself. I didn't ever consider Michigan or Navy gear. I've never even considered. Never even contemplated, and I feel bad all of a sudden because I used to threaten Robert Bricky all the time with that Larry Johnson UNLV jersey that I own. <laughs> That's funny. And I thought it was really funny. Now I realize that n- nothing funny about that. <laughs> nothing funny at all. I love all right. the show, guys. I got to go. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Bye, guys. You know, the, the best – we're all over the place right now, but the best story Bricky has ever told – is the one where with Tarkadian cussing them out in the locker room. They're like they're like a, <laughs> they're getting blown out by twenty something in the national championship game, and the entire Duke team can hear Tarkanian getting into his team, and, and Bricky's like, "What could he possibly be mad at them about?" <laughs> yes, that is one of my favorite Brickyisms. Oh, I miss old Rob. Yeah, Rob, these guys are Trent and Rob are working hard. It makes me feel kind of lazy. Mm. Oh, should we feel good about making the show every week since our names are on it, or do you feel like we're not being productive enough by actually showing up? Because these I, guys are out selling stuff, making deals. Oh man, that, that's that's a tough question. I, I feel okay about I myself. Feel good I'm good. About, I'm yeah. at a, I'm at a position in my life where you know, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm they good. better be careful. I do what I want to do and don't do the things I don't want to do. So, yeah, it works out. Ruling out last week, our show is we're getting used to like going off back like the old days just back being in us the two. Day. And if the show keeps getting better like it seems to be trending, <laughs> we might just have to cut those guys out of the equation. <laughs> How you get fired on your day off? <laughs> All right, so the Jets are horrible and Sam Darnold has mono and I'm gonna here to tell you man I had mono as an adult I hear people talking trash about Sam Darnold you know he ought to be a warrior you ought to get out there dude if you ever had mono yeah scratch that um New England puts it on a minus a b we're not talking about a b anymore but all of a sudden Edelman's hurt oh yeah a b's gone Gordon is always a day-to-day situation you know, they have to post a flag at, at, at Patriot headquarters and it you know, green for yes, he's good, red for no, he's out with another suspension. The the person that's the most disappointed in the fact that A B's not there anymore. <laughs> Cause now he'll be the focal point <laughs> of all the, the the bad issues that go through New England, he'll be the focal point again. Yes, Josh Gordon. <sighs> I, he actually is playing a prominent role at this point. And Nikhil Henry, the the uh, rookie they drafted out of Arizona State, to give some depth and ultimately to be a number one. He's on IR, real thin. Now Sony Michelle's carrying a lot of laundry. They still got a stable of backs with Burkhead and 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 White and the rest of those guys. But this team is a little less infallible than we thought it was ten days ago or even a week well, ago. Well, I mean, it's just so. like they just pull somebody like Dorsett. Hey, yeah. Dorsett, come over here. We're going to throw you a touchdown. Yeah, pass. right. Um, and and I am available, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick. If you want to bring me in, I I can get 
I can get through a game. Um, right. Stand on the sideline, of course. I don't want to get in the game and actually get hit. I but can, I'll be the sixth receiver that's there in case – I don't know. I don't even know what my role would be. I'm good to get free. I can get open, but that secondary move I'm no good at. Like, so, I mean, if you want me to – Oh, I'm going down in a heap. You're going to move – I'm going to help you move the chains, but if you want me to make a secondary or a third – Move, then I'm not your guy, but I can at least get you a first down. I think if they ran a rub route for me, I could go three yards on a little slant, and I could I could catch it. I don't have any doubt. Now, I'm going straight to the ground when I do. Um, that's just how it is. One thing I'll say about Tom Brady, that I don't see any other quarterbacks do it, and they may all do it, but when A.B. was still on the team, Brady was actually running routes in front of Brown, which I thought was really smart and cool, to show him how he liked the route to be run. So he was literally running the route for him. Here's the, like, I mean, what could you ask for more than just be a wide receiver to have the best, the GOAT, come up and say, here, if you run this route right here, I'm going to get the ball right in your chest. That's the best, in it, my opinion. It doesn't get any better than that. And he still couldn't not screw it up. Uh, Jets are still terrible. Um, they're they better get Darnold back in a hurry. Uh, Buffalo surprise team three and zero. I'm impressed with Josh Allen. I thought Josh Allen coming into this season, um, coming out of college two years ago, Josh Allen. I think my scouting report on Josh Allen at that point was. He's really, really good at throwing the ball really, really hard at really, really wide open receivers. Um, Josh Allen, even when he was at Wyoming, I didn't get to see the type of athleticism that he has brought to the table as an NFL quarterback. This guy's going to be a legit top-line starter for a long time if he can stay healthy. Here is what I'll say Josh Allen taught me over the course of the last year and a half. I think we're approaching a day where immobile quarterbacks coming out of college are not considered future stars in the NFL. And that's different from where we were when Peyton Manning came out and guys like that, where it was all about, can you stand tall in the pocket? Can you climb the pocket and push the ball down the field? I think at this point, if you're not at least a little mobile, it's a ding against your team. And if you watch the Bills play, Josh Allen can make plays when the pocket breaks down which is one thing. The other thing, though, is he adds an element to that offense. They'll run a quarterback sweep. They'll run a design draw that's more than just, hey, we surprised you. If you give him a step, he'll gash you, and he has this big, strong arm. Josh Allen's doing some things. Now, all of that said, Bills are not a playoff team. They're 3-0. and I get it. Jets, Giants, Bengals, those are three of the worst teams in the NFL. They've beaten, the- and they haven't beaten – they might be. I mean, no, Dolphin, no, Dolphins Bengals, aren't on that list. Bengals are nice. Bengals, Bengals are not nice. Um, Bengals have not played a complete game yet this season, except in Seattle to open the season in a game they should have won but didn't. Now they've dropped two games where they didn't show up in the first half. Not cool. This was a very incomplete game by the Bengals. Um, interested to see Zach Taylor's comments about the game. I can't repeat them on the air because that's how frustrated he said he was. But the Bills, 3-0, and going – they host the Patriots this weekend. There's no chance they beat the Patriots. Well, all, and then, all I'll say is, as long as they don't, if they can four-man rush the Patriots, they might have a fighter's, what, a, a puncher's chance? Is that what they <laughs> A puncher's chance. So they can do, don't don't fall into the trap of trying to, to hurry uh, Brady with a blitz. 
Just go with a four-man rush, a natural rush, and see what happens. Your defense is top five in the league, I think. So. All right, we're going to get through the rest of the games from this weekend and preview the next. You'll get our picks all in 20 minutes on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. That's a tall order. But we got this. I was tired of my lady We'd been together too long Like a worn out recording Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out Jen, there's a spider in the car We're turning your room into a home gym See? Nothing But some messages need to get through Like making sure they're buckled up The whole ride, every time Do whatever it takes to make your child listen Jen, I friended your boyfriend Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Check her out. Oh, man. I like that. When young men turn 18, they think they know a lot about the facts of life. But there are a few more facts they need to know. Fact, you have to register with Selective Service when you turn 18. It's the law. Fact, registration keeps you eligible for government jobs and student loans. Fact, it's easy to register. Just visit sss.gov or any post office. Register with Selective Service when you turn 18. It's the law, and that's a fact. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. We are there. Day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Sidetrack talking about high school football, and then we were talking about guys with their silly deck shoes and sunglasses. I don't hey, know how this happens. I know we got to burn through the, uh, oh, the here NFL, we go. but Trent Nichols just texted me. Remember, Professor Trent called App at win over UNC. Does he get to text nope. us even because he's nope, not? Nope, I'm here. not going to acknowledge that. Um, Dallas goes to three and zero. They beat Miami. I'm not buying all the way on Dallas shit. But, man, I keep saying, well, Dallas hasn't beaten anybody. Well, that's cool. But when you look at it, the NFL parity is is gone in the NFL for right now. I don't know. that the, we'll, we'll get back to it. It'll cycle back where everybody can beat everybody in any particular week. Right now, it's not like that. You've got the royalty, which is the top two teams in the NFL. And for my money, that's Kansas City and New England. Then you've got six or seven teams below that that 
have a legit shot if injuries break the right way and they get a little lucky. After that, you got a bunch of garbage in the NFL. That's how I'm looking at it. Well, especially in that division. Like, am I correct? Did Philly lost yesterday, right? Yeah. So they're one and two. And Philly's not looking good. Washington's not good. Giants, I know we're going to touch on it later. Giants lose Saquon Barkley to a high ankle sprain. Which is six weeks, man. He's saying, well, I did it in college. I was back in two weeks. Saquon Barkley is gone for six weeks. Um, teams are also going to game plan against Daniel Jones. We'll get to that game. You you completely sidetracked I, me. I'm not trying but, to, but I'm, my point was that Dallas has pretty much wrapped this division up already. They're getting close. I mean, they're, they don't play the Eagles for a while. Um, they've got the Saints without Drew Brees. That's going to be an interesting game, and if Dallas doesn't win that, there's going to be a lot of question marks. Then they've got the Packers. The Packers are another team that are that are doing their thing. They moved to three and zero as well. Um, Dallas is going to be they're they're going to get a chance to show us what they really are. Up to this point, the Giants, Redskins, Dolphins, they've beaten them all. They've scored thirty one plus points each week. The offense is looking great. Show me that against somebody real. But even if you can't do it against the better teams in the NFL, you've only got two or three games on the schedule against those teams. So Dallas is a team that's looking worst case at this point being 12-4. and four. Yeah. Um, So, you know, if they can't beat the top couple of teams in the regular season, who really cares? You it's all got, about what happens when you get to the playoffs. You probably have a f- bye in the first yeah. week, right? Yeah. Um, Denver gets beaten by Green Bay. Green Bay goes to 3-0. and Aaron Rodgers looking better and better each week. Uh, but that's not hard to do when you start out like a, you know, laying an egg like you did against Chicago in Week One. But Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers may be back for real. Um, it seems like him and Matt Lafleur have a relationship, the the head coach there, where they're able to get into each other. But they get into the lab, they work it out, and they come back. Um, it, it's a different dynamic than we've seen in Green Bay, and they have, whether they commit to it or not, they have enough talent at the running back position that they offer a lot of matchup problems. They've got um, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams coming out of the backfield. And can it's I a say, nice old tandem. And can I say this for future f- fantasy reference? Anybody in the McVay tree, don't draft the running back position. Yeah, for real. For real. Because for they real. like to mess around with that whole position when it's plain as day. P- start and play Aaron Jones every down if you can. He's much more talented than Williams. Alright, so Indy gets past Atlanta and we're getting to the point where we're forgetting that Atlanta was in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, it may be time because Arthur Blank and his bazillions of dollars out there, at some point, you got to think maybe he's considering making a move um, because this team is just not getting it done at a level they need to. Uh, Atlanta, when you look at them on paper, they ought to be really, really good. And they're worse even than their one and two record shows right now to me. I, I'm Atlanta's, Atlanta's got issues. They're sputtering. Um, they've got to really make a leap here in the next couple of weeks. Deontay Freeman is really, really, really underperforming right now. <laughs> I, 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 I was trying he's, to. I was trying to, you know, think of a nice way well, of saying he's it. He's been underperforming for the last three years. Well, Remember, he missed three, almost all of last year. It was about four years ago in which he was like almost the MVP of the league, and yeah. it's something. It's got to be a system thing that's keeping him. He didn't forget how to play football. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, KC Baltimore in the game of the day for me. KC survives at home, thirty three twenty eight. Lamar Jackson shows. Yep, he can do it in games that matter. Um, that one's kind of a shootout. 
Baltimore comes back in that game, makes it close. Well, but uh, Kansas City escapes and stay stays undefeated. Harbaugh took too many risks in the first half of that game. They they you don't put you don't go for it on the fifty against Kansas City because they're going to make you pay. And we'd be talking way differently about Lamar Jackson if Mark Ingram he didn't hand it to Mark Ingram inside the five like three times. Mark Ingram got three touchdowns. Yeah, three yesterday. touchdowns, hundred yards for. Or Mark you'd be Ingram. talking about Lamar Jackson, the best player that's ever played the game, right? Yeah. Minnesota and Oakland, um, Minnesota two and one, a statement game for them. Oakland is is starting to come back to where they really ought to be on paper. Um, not a very talented team on either side of the football. They drop to one and two. Detroit with the biggest win of the day. Hold on, yeah. Coaches of Minnesota. Do not run Adam Thielen from the one. Okay, I got Dalvin <laughs> Cook. You are killing me. Dalvin not that Cook, it wouldn't matter this week. Dalvin but. Cook is healthy this year. He's having a great year. One of the better backs in football right now. Detroit gets out of Philly with a win after making an absurd decision late, trying to run out the clock, throwing the ball on third down. Goes incomplete. Philly gets one last chance. Can't convert. Philly drop passes all day where they're undoing. Um, Carson Wentz being you know the highest paid player in the NFL or whatever with this contract, uh, got to start second guessing. Do you that. believe in Detroit? They should be three and zero if it wasn't for that wacky like Arizona coming. Yeah, back. where they ran out of gas and let Arizona back in. I think maybe Matt Stafford is at the point where Matt Stafford's not a good young quarterback anymore. He's just a good solid vet quarterback. The other piece of that is Kerryon Johnson is a very nice back. They got a lot of things they can do on offense. Um, I don't know that I'm buying on them right now. I still think they're probably the third best they just team burn in the division. Too much in the past, right? Oh God, yes, 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 yes. Um, Carolina gets past Arizona. I don't believe we haven't spent an hour on this game, yeah. and and we haven't done it justice. Kyle Allen may not be the long term starter in Carolina, but Kyle Allen showed there is life after Cam Newton. You got enough talent on that ball club that if you get a good quarterback in there that plays within the game plan, spreads the ball around, that team can be effective. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson still got gas in the tank. That team can play good football if you have a quarterback there that can deliver the football. I agree with you. Allen might not be the long-term solution, although I think he's fun to watch. You can see the look on his face. But speaking of looks on faces, what I look at and watch closely – are the young receivers on that team. They were smiling. Yes. They were having fun. And you could clearly see the eye rolls when Cam Newton, when they're running these long routes, and they know that that quarterback can't it's get the ball that far, yep. that far. And so that was really fun to watch. And I hope, Alan, I like I like the kid. I think he's, like, good for the he, – he's just got some spunk to him, right? You know, I mean – he, He's got a that. lot of moxie. The kid has no fear – um, I like him. I don't know that necessarily he is a guy long-term that's going to be a starter in the NFL, but I could be wrong. It's going to be interesting to see with a week of tape on him what teams do. The The interesting piece is he's a little bit different than some of these other spot starters that played this week. Um, the one in particular in the next game we want to talk about, the Giants and the, and the Bucks. Daniel Jones came out and showed his behind, had a great game, gets a win in his debut for what still is probably the worst team in the NFC. The issue with Daniel Jones, before I'm willing to get excited, Tampa Bay in every situation that mattered this weekend played man coverage. Problem with man coverage is if you're playing man and covering the receivers down the field, you're leaving the quarterback unchecked. 
And I don't think Tampa Bay realized Daniel Jones can take it off, run, and gash us. Oh, yeah. Daniel Jones scores two on the ground with his feet, two more through the air. Something that Eli could never do. And then Tampa Bay, t- Tampa Bay, they get a big 44-yard reception with about 30 seconds left down the field to Mike Evans. Rather than try to get up and run a play and punch it in the end zone, they line up, take a delay a game penalty purposely to back up. Then they move the ball, lose a couple more yards so that they can spot the ball on the left hash for their kicker, and then their kicker misses the field goal. Had he been seven or eight yards closer, it would have been good. I'm you're, so- you're get, you got too cute. I'm surprised. I'm constantly surprised that the game management in the NFL is bad as it is across the league. Like, you just don't see that from the Patriots, but you see it from almost every other team in the NFL. By the way, one game back, Cam Newton's error is done in in, in Charlotte. If you listen to the fans on your feed, everybody's done with them. They just don't care who it is. They just the Cam Newton is done. Well, you couldn't have two situations that are any different. If you look at New Orleans, New Orleans Breeze goes down. Breeze is obviously on the backside of his career. His talent is starting to wane. But if Drew Breeze retired tomorrow and announced he was running for either mayor of New Orleans or governor of Louisiana, he would win hands down. Sure. And he could play till he's 50, and those fans will rally behind Drew Brees. That's their guy. Take that and compare it against Cam Newton. Cam Newton, there's nobody left in the fan base that doesn't want this guy gone. Right. So you're talking about two guys that have taken their teams to the Super Bowl. They are the best quarterback in franchise history. Both icons in pop culture. And the way the fans feel about them could not be different the Panthers really are probably looking for an excuse just to move on from Cam. It's over, man. I mean, it's nothing against him. He he exceeded all my expectations coming out of Auburn. So, I mean, he, he did awesome. But did, in terms of the Giants, Daniel Jones is in the best possible situation. Um, I know Saquon Barkley went down with a high ankle sprain. You say he's probably out for about six weeks. That's what he I says think. he's coming back tomorrow. Yeah, sure. But in six weeks. But Daniel Jones, no expectations. The team's bad. He can get a year's worth of experience and he's already playing well and he's mobile like you said well the best thing that daniel jones has going for him is that as bad as the giants are the jets may be worse and now with darnold done you know the the new york media is ruthless right so it's going to be interesting to see how they turn on him but i'm not willing to put a stamp of approval on daniel jones until i see teams watch what he's doing um when you know, hey, we can't double two different receivers in the route, we actually have to account for the quarterback. Can he be as effective then? But a good job by Daniel Jones getting in there, rallying the team, finding a way to win, and Tampa Bay gacking it away at the end. Bro, we, got a, survives, we got a minute left. So Houston survives San Diego. San Diego, at the end of the game, had a chance to go and score the, the uh, tying touchdown. Can't get it done. Um, they had a drop touchdown pass for about 30 yards out. Uh, that was a heartbreaker. New Orleans, with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, gets past Seattle. Seattle. Bad loss for Seattle. Is Seattle good or not? Yes. Seattle is a flawed team. Chris Carson needs to learn to hang on to the dog on football. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, Pittsburgh goes to 0-3, and there have been years in the past where Pittsburgh's had an a, a, abysmally Slow start and has rebounded. This team is bad. Do you think Tua's a pit in a Pittsburgh jersey next yeah, year? Could well be. Could well be because I don't think it's going to be Baron Roethlisberger. And the Rams get past Cleveland 
last night in a game that was hard to watch. It was. You, you know, and, and the Rams, we've come to expect that in primetime matchups for them to come out, and you think they're going to come out and it's going to be a track meet. It ends up in this defensive struggle. Baker Mayfield, what you saw from him last night on primetime, is going to be his undoing. That fadeaway jump shot, running backwards, trying to extend plays, he's not athletic to, enough to well, he, do it effectively. I don't like what Baker Mayfield but brings to the team. He's also not got the line on the edge. Oh, that's to true. Be able to do that, like yeah, you can't you can't play that way when you're getting penetration on both corners. No, I agree. All right, we ran out of time. There are no picks for this week. We'll do better next week. This has been from the cheap seats from Sanford, North Carolina, on WFJ 105.5 FM. We appreciate you hanging out. Peace. to Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.